good evening. Today is April 11th, 2023, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter step is step seven, and our speaker tonight is Melissa B. Thank you, Melissa. The floor is yours. Thank you for your service, Carla and Amy and Zach and everyone else uh, doing service in the background. Just going to set my timer here. Uh, my name is Melissa. I'm a grateful recovered compulsive overeater, sugar addict, night and emotional eater. And I am excited to talk to you all about step seven. Um, I am going to start by qualifying. So I came into OA from another fellowship in June of 2021. I did not get abstinent right away. I wasn't sure if I needed to be here. And then I wasn't sure if I wanted to be here. Uh, and then I started seeing people coming in after I did getting, you know, working the steps and getting recovered. And I, and I you know, I wanted that. Um, I had figured out, you know, in those first few months, you know, I went to a meeting a day for 90 days and, um, you know, our, our program suggests going to at least six different meetings. And I thought one of the meetings I found was this one. And, uh, you know, I got to a point, uh, you know, around November, 2021, where I, you know, I'd kind of taken these baby steps towards getting abstinent, but I couldn't really, couldn't really take any more steps. It was, it was, let's jump in and get abstinent and start working the steps. And so I, um, I asked fellow in the rooms to be my sponsor. Uh, and it was a very nerve wracking experience, um, because I struggled with this in my other fellowship. Right. And so I really feel like it was a higher power moment that, you know, um, like the second person I talked to ended up working out. Right. And, um, so I started doing the steps. I got recovered, you know, a few months later and, you know, my sponsor said now is when the real work begins. Right. And, um, you know, for me, I, you know, I don't have photos to show of, my weight loss. I don't have numbers. The scale and numbers and sizes were a really big deal to me, uh, a really, you know, a really big part of my obsession. And so, you know, I, I don't have a lot of like ways to measure, but I know that I have lost a couple of dress sizes. Um, I, and I have, you know, been, you know, restored out of mind and body, right? Um, based on doing the steps in the big book. Um, and I'm excited to talk on step seven because this is one of those steps that was difficult for me um, because there's not a lot of it in the big book, right? There's, there's I think there's a paragraph. Oh, I just looked at it. There's a paragraph for step six and there's a paragraph for step seven. And uh, I am the kind of person where I needed to know that I was doing the steps right. I needed to know that I was doing them correctly because if I wasn't, then I wasn't going to get the result, right? And, you know, having, you know, our only guidance from the big book to be, you know, 
when ready, we say something like this, my creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character, which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. We have then completed step seven. And so for me, I, you know, I knew I needed to rewrite that prayer because for me, I had a hard time with the language. I knew I needed to figure out what, you know, what my, you know, what my defect of character that I'm asking to be removed is, and also what I want to do instead, right? Because I can't ask for higher power to take something if I'm going to continue to act. Sorry, one second. Sorry about that. Um, so yeah, I can't ask my higher power to remove something if I'm gonna continue acting in that defect. If I wanna be less selfish, then I need to, you know, act less selfishly, you know? Higher power's not gonna take anything I don't stop doing, right? And so <clears throat> for me, I needed to sit down and, and, and do some writing, right? I needed to sit down and I needed to go, okay, here's my defects and here's, Here's the instinct and here's how I, how I instinctually act and how I acted, you know, my whole life, right? And, and here's the opposite of that. And here's what, you know, what I want to do instead, you know? And for me, the, the biggest part about step 10 is, is humility, right? It's humility in action, right? <clears throat> for me, you know, when I say my step seven prayer, I'm saying higher power, I can't do this alone, right? Higher power, I need you to help show me how to act differently, how to show up differently, how to live out your will differently, right? Um, but I didn't get any of that, right, from that one little paragraph. So I, I had to go into the 12 and 12, you know, and the 12 and 12 gives us some nice, some nice stuff, right? It gives us a good, you know, a good uh, seven pages of information, right? <clears throat> and the first thing that comes to mind when I open this is that um, or not comes to mind, the first thing that stands out to me uh, is, you know, never was there enough of what we thought we wanted, of what I thought I wanted. I thought I knew best, you know, I thought I, you know, had my best interests at heart and that I didn't need to have a higher power remove things because I was doing the best I could, right? And it was a big reality check for me to sit in this step and to be writing out this work that, you know, I felt I needed to do. Um, and to see over and over that, yeah, I didn't have my best interests at heart, like looking at these patterns, right? Looking at these places that I'd ended up. And that was where it became clear that, you know, what I thought I wanted might not be what's best for me, right? Um, and then again, on page 72 in the 12 and 12, it was only by repeated humiliations that that we were forced to learn something about humility. And for me, this is me to a T, right? Like I, you know, after I've been in program for a while, I got involved in service. I started sponsoring right away. Um, and, you know, my ego crept up, right? My ego crept up. It's like, I'm recovered. I've got sponsees, I'm doing service, I've worked my steps, like I know what I'm doing, I don't need to do X, Y, Z. And so I started taking on more than I could reasonably take on, right? And, 
my ego came in, you know, and saying, you know, you know, you don't need help, you know what you're doing. And it got to the point, you know, where I could no longer deny that my life was unmanageable because I wasn't taking care of myself, right? And I wasn't listening to the to what my higher power is telling me, right? So I really connect with that repeated humiliations that we were forced to learn. You know, and this came to a head a couple of days ago when I, you know, I ended up in a bad pain flare, right? Because I couldn't say no to a couple of service commitments that are not at the group level. And I say that because commitments like this are, um, like they feed my soul, right? And they keep me going and it's, it's, when I get bogged down and saying yes to every single thing um, outside of meetings is when um, I need that, that nudge of, hey, you know, maybe, maybe take a look at what you're doing, right? Like higher power is really gentle about it, right? Maybe, maybe you don't need to be doing this. Maybe you could be better spending your energy here, right? And um, I find it interesting, you know, how we talk about, um, you know, in this, the, the 12 and 12 talks about, um, you know, it goes back to step one, right? Like when we finally admit that we're powerless over alcohol, we are apt to breathe a great sigh of relief saying, well, thank God that's over. I'll never have to go through that again. Then we learn often to our consternation that this is only the first milestone on the new road we are walking, right? And that was me to a T, right? Um, I needed to be, I need to be open-minded to enough to be like, okay, yeah, I think I might have it in this moment, but I'm not in charge, right? Yeah, I might think I know how to act in this moment, but I also still need to connect with higher power and um, because I don't have my best interests at heart, right? Um, I'm gonna look at my notes. I also just realized I don't think I prayed at the beginning of this. So there's some humility in action. I'm gonna pause and ask higher power to come in and speak through me because that's what I meant to do at the beginning of the, of the call. And you know what, that's okay. That's okay. I can stop now, right? I can stop and ask higher power to speak through me. And that's a big thing that, that I think over the last six months that I've learned from program, right? It's not so much about all or nothing, right? Like I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to forget to be humble. I'm going to act out in selfishness, self-centeredness, in fear, a lot in fear, right? And for me, humility in action is recognizing that, right? Saying, okay, yeah, I'm not perfect. I'm never going to be perfect. Perfection is the guide, not the goal. And that's another thing my sponsor told me while doing this step. Um, you know, we're never going to be perfect because we're not higher power. You know, we're not meant to be perfect. That's not our job. Just like we're not meant to control the outcome. We're just meant to show up and do our part and higher power does the rest. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so for me, humiliating action is being able to stop and recognize, yeah, I made a mistake. I acted in my defects here. I harmed someone, you know, and being able to, to own that, you know, I have over the last 
<clears throat> six months started dealing with a lot more um, health issues than I was when I came into program. And that has also been a, um, a, a lesson in humility, right? It's been <clears throat> a lesson in asking for help. You know, it's been a lesson in, um, you know, letting my walls down and, and, you know, looking my ego in the face and saying, you know, yeah, I am not perfect. I want to be perfect. I try to be perfect a lot of the time, but I'm not. And that's okay. Because for me, like, even before I could do this, like, I was looking at all of you, right? Coming and sharing and saying, here's how I, you know, showed up in a way I didn't like today. Here's how I showed up in a way I did like the next day, right? And seeing that process of, yes, we are going to get it right on some days, but we're also going to get it wrong on some days. And all of that is welcome. The whole process is welcome. You know, that's, <clears throat> that I think is the most valuable lesson that this program has taught me is it is all a process, right? I am going to be doing the steps for the rest of my life. And when I came in, I found that really overwhelming, right? I, I found that like, oh, I just, I just want to do these once and I want to be done. And I don't want to have to keep doing the work. And it wasn't until, you know, here I am a year, almost a year since doing my last set of steps. And I'm going to check the time. Oh, good. Um, that I'm noticing how much my defects come up now. And I'm noticing that I've gotten further away from those steps. And I'm noticing, okay, I did a, I've been doing 10 step inventories. I maybe need to do a, a deeper dive. I maybe need to go back and do a, you know, a set of four through nine. And I maybe even need to go back and do my steps again, right? Because I'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life. And that's okay. Because that means I get the opportunity to change for the rest of my life. Um, <clears throat> maybe not super program related, but when I came in, I came in um, a month before my dad passed away. And I remember coming into the program and reading in how it works about how there are some people who are unable to be, who are constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. They are not at fault. They seem to have born that way, have been born that way. And that was, that was my dad to a team. And so coming into this program and seeing that, you know, yes, there are people like that, right? But I don't have to be one of those people, right? Like I can recognize that, yeah, maybe my dad didn't want to do this work and maybe my dad passed some stuff on to me, but that doesn't mean I have to not do the work, right? Like I can make that choice to, to break that cycle, right? Um, to look at the ways that I show up that I don't like or the ways that I show up that that I do like, right? That give me a reaction that, you know, that feed that mental twist in my head and, um, you know, recognize again, right? Like it's a process. It's, I'm not going to be perfect. I'm not going to, I'm not going to have the right answer all the time, you know? And um, yeah, I've gotten, I've started to get more comfortable with saying, I don't know. There goes my five minute timer. And, you know, I, I've gotten more comfortable with being wrong, right? Like this step and the amount of, the amount of normalizing that they, they put on, you know, we are gonna make mistakes. 
all we can do is try to be better, turn this over and ask heart power to help us show up better next time. You know, for me, it took a lot of pressure away from being perfect, right? If I could try the best of my ability every day to show up differently, to follow this process, to, to work these steps, you know, to follow the instructions in this book, then maybe that's all, maybe that's all I need, you know? And, um, you know, again, not maybe not related to step seven, but I have always been, you know, since I was a child searching for a place where I could connect spiritually, where I could grow my conception of a higher power without being judged, where I could be 100% authentic uh, and, and belong. And, you know, I looked at for those things outside of, you know, these rooms and I could never, I could never feel truly at home, you know, and it wasn't until I came to 12 step and especially to OA and especially to this meeting that I started feeling like it was okay to show up authentically me, you know, that it was okay that in this space, my perception of a higher power loves me 100%, that I don't have to be anyone else other than me. And I never thought I would have that. You know, I really genuinely never thought I would have a space like that. And I do, you know, and, and I don't, it's not, again, like not perfect, right? But I have a place where we have a place where we can come and be ourselves regardless of what's going on. You know, we can say, look, I'm acting in defects. I don't know how to get out. Can someone help, right? Uh, we can say, you know, I am, my life is really unmanageable because I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not working my program, you know, or I'm in the food and I need help. And if you're, all of those things are welcome. All of those states are welcome. Um, I know we have a couple newcomers. If you're new and, and all of this, you know, humility and asking things to be removed, if, it, if it's too much or confusing, because it was for me at first, just keep coming back. Just keep coming to meetings. Keep showing up. Keep looking for a solution because it's here. And we genuinely just want to carry that message to you and, and show you that, you know, there's a life beyond our wildest dreams here. Um, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you for asking me to share. It's always a pleasure and a privilege to be able to give back to uh, the community that's given so much to me. So thank you for letting me share. Thank you so much, Melissa. We will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing in questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone, and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. With the timekeeper, um, please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up. If the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. Maureen, go ahead. Hi. Hi, everyone. My name's Maureen. I'm compulsive overeater. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you so much for your share. And um, 
you know, humility, humility all the way. That's what I heard. And I loved how you like stopped in the middle of it all just to connect with your higher power and say a prayer. That was like, you know, many times I wish I could stop and just do that. You know, when I'm talking to somebody, I'm getting ahead of myself and everything like that. And that's sort of the name of the game that I, you know, that I know that I need to slow down and, and do that. And one of the things that I was thinking of, um, I, I love the six and seven step. Uh, I never realized how much the seven step meant to me until I started doing my 10 steps. And I had to sit with whether I wanted, number one, my character defects to be, um, uh, you know, if I was ready. And then the second part was, you know, seven with, you know, humbling, asking. And the thing was, is I wanted them to go away. I really did. I really did. I really did. And that was how I reacted to it. When really humbly is I'm not going to tell God what to do, you know? And so, you know, it was just like, I felt like I was in the hot seat. Just take it away from me. Take it away from me. But that's that's not how it works. And when I was able to sit in six and seven was was when... I really started seeing some changes on the, like on the 10th step. Um, I don't have too much to say, um, but I just wanted to thank you. And I also wanted to let you know, if you want me to be timer, I didn't have a timer on my Samsung phone and I just downloaded an app. So Carla, if you want me to take over, I can take over for you because I know you're leading. Thank you, Mar uh, Maureen. I believe Francesca is going to, time oh okay so sorry thank you so sorry. much okay kirsten god hey everyone kirsten h uh recovered compulsive overeater for today in ohio and thank you so much melissa wow this is um an honor to hear your story and your share. And I really love what you said about humility. You know, that is the heart of this um, step. And especially when you were like, yeah, I'm going to do this the rest of my life, you know, <laughs> as a fellow young person. And I feel like anyone of any age, it's like hard to fathom the rest of my life. I just turned 30 and I'm like the rest of my life, what, you know, but I get the rest of my life to grow, like you said, and it's just um, a beautiful thing. And, um, that is humility. You know, when I first entered, it was like, let me see how quick I can do this. I want to be the best OA or there ever was. I'm going to get through all 12 steps before you can even say Bill W, you know, and um, yeah, that did not happen. So <laughs> I I definitely had a dose of humility as well. Um, and I think everyone has to in this program, you know. Um, so I just really appreciate your honest share and just wanted to say hi. Um, and yeah, I'll pass. Thanks, Kirsten. Yvonne, go ahead, please. Hi, everybody. Yvonne A., Recovered Compulsive Overeater for today. Very grateful to be here with all of you tonight. Uh, Melissa, I'm searching for you on the screen. There you are, my friend. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for that beautiful share. Um, when you said, uh, you know, or talked about acting in your own best interest, that just really resonated with me because I thought I was doing things that were in my own best interest that I thought were going to give me um, this 
wonderful, peaceful, um, joyous life that I wanted to have, but it didn't seem to be working out. <laughs> and so it's like, you know, at, at, in every step of the way, um, all of the steps, I started to learn piece by piece where I was my own worst enemy. I had not been acting in my own best interest at all. And then as you get further in at seven, you realize that, you know, acting in your own best interest isn't necessarily your number one priority um, at all, and that you need to be, you know, looking at the best interests in a, in a bigger picture way than just what suits you. Um, so that, yeah, that really resonated with me. Um, when I was going through the steps, six and seven, just kind of, you're right, they say very little about it in the big book. And yeah, I read the 12 and 12, but it just, you know, there wasn't a lot of meat there. Um, and so it wasn't until after I was through the steps and I went back and I actually found a podcast um, and listened to one on step six and seven and just thought, okay, here's what I'm missing. Cause it's like, oh, it's a decision to do this and it's asking to do this. And it's like, no, there's so much more action that has to go into it. Right. I mean, this is where um, we have to be willing to take the action because you're a hundred percent right. Like these things don't just miraculously stop happening, happening. Um, we got to do some work to change and to have, um, those defects not be our first go-to position every time. And when they are to make amends, to apologize, whatever we need to do, uh, and keep circling back and keep asking for the humility. And it is amazing. It is amazing. Like I've got a couple of character defects that were huge for me. And they were showing up on my 10th steps every single time I had one. And then all of a sudden, they just didn't seem to show up anymore. So it is that when they actually go, it is in God's time. It's when our higher power is ready. And then all of a sudden, we realize those things aren't coming up for us as much anymore. And of course, there's always the next thing on the list, right? It's like, oh, geez, now my 10 steps are always full of this thing and this thing. So it is a lifelong journey. But thank you so much. I, that was a beautiful share on step seven. And I pass. Thank you. Thanks, Yvonne. Holly, please go ahead. Thanks. Hi, I'm Holly, Composable Reader. Um, Melissa, thank you. That was, a, that was just exactly what I needed to hear. I, I love working steps six and seven, um, working on it with a sponsee right now. But, and I have, you know how I worked it, is I have my list of character defects, like right here. I sit here and do my writing right where I'm sitting. And I have the list of character defects because those are the things that come up repeatedly. And they're very quiet sometimes and they come up sometimes. So I, I the, the two of them that are on top, there's fear of abandonment and also people pleasing. So those two, and, and those two work together very nicely, you know, when you let them. But um, I loved what you said about working the step but you know that part that got me at the was at the end when you said that we are all accepted here and loved here by higher, my higher power and by the fellowship and and you know what happened this last weekend was i got um i had a very scratchy uncomfortable conversation with a very good friend of mine around um you know how we have 
we have we go out with people we have groups and this group and that group and i'm in different groups and many groups and well a little bit of a scratchiness came up around um a group that i am usually not in okay i know it sounds so silly and like high schoolish but what that conversation did and i it's like do we really have to talk about this again right but what came up was of course a fear of abandonment and the people pleasing, like I want this to go away. It doesn't need to be around. That is a true statement, by the way, but it's not, but that that's what triggers it. So I've been all week since Saturday reminding myself, I didn't do anything. And I just need to number one, love my friends, love myself, show up a hundred percent for my program, which I've been doing and let everything else that doesn't that's not included there go so it was just a really good reminder and thanks so much for your share um really good reminder that that's how it runs isn't it that's <laughs> just how it goes thanks for letting me share thanks thanks how i sydney take it away Hi guys, uh, Sydney B, compulsive overeater, sugar addict, Melissa, I love this, two days in a row, this is amazing. Um, so yeah, it was already shared, but what really struck me was you paused when you're like, oh, I didn't pray. And then you are so gracious and intentional about just pausing and saying a little prayer. Like it was the best reminder, one, to give myself grace, because like, yeah, I'm going to mess up. And then to like, just do it. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> it sounds so easy when I say it out loud, but it that was just such a tender moment of like, like it is simple. Like it is truly simple. And I think sometimes my wonderful attic brain can make it so complicated. Um, so I, that's really the biggest thing that stood out. I just kept thinking about it. <laughs> Um, so thank you for that. Thank you for just the honesty, the authenticness showing up as you, that's what we need, right? Like me showing up as anybody else, but me is not, is not my higher powers. Well, so, so why would I do that? Um, so thank you for your share. And with that, I will pass. Thank you, Sydney. Amy, take it away. Thank you so much, Zach. Amy B, compulsive overeater, living very gratefully in recovered state from the food today. Thanks, Zach. Thanks, Carla. Thanks, Francesca, for timing. Everybody for reading. Everybody for being here. Welcome to the newcomers and to those returning. It is so wonderful to see you. Welcome home. You are so, so welcome and loved and needed. Um, and Melissa, that was wonderful. That was wonderful. I love shush, Doggo. I love. Uh, I love listening to you. And yeah, I'm gonna just add a little log on that fire of the folks saying the the just humility and grace and ease with which you stop to pray, shush, and also to like pause and clear your throat and take a drink of water when you needed to because you needed to and that's fine and maybe you need to clear your throat and maybe your dog is barking in the background or whatever it is but like we accept these things as like life on life's terms and I just want to say and I say this with so much love 
this is the miracle of growth of you and the steps because may I say that this isn't, thank you for the nod. You, that's not who came in, who started working the steps. That person would have been devastated to have forgotten, to, to need to pause. And the ease and grace and what you gave to every person here with that is a miracle of recovery. And now I'm looking at everybody else's faces because that's a miracle of recovery. And part of it is we get to witness it in each other. And like it inspires us anew and like it just makes family. And like, I know, I know, but like, this is the stuff people. And also thank you for saying that you had to rewrite this prayer because it says right here, when ready, we say something like this. Something like this. And then it gives us an example. Keep, keep the principle, keep that intense and personalize it. And we get to make it our own. We get to choose our own conception of God. We get to write a prayer that's something like this. Ugh. How lucky are we, right? I feel so just like blessed and grateful and favored and like, to be an addict surrounded by other members of my family who understand me and with whom I show up authentically. And I don't know if I spoke about sex step seven at all, but um, I am just real, real grateful to have been here tonight. And I love you all and thank you. Bye -bye. Amazing.